Hi, I'm Melissa Shannon from DigitalScrapbookingHQ.com and I'm here with a series of inspirational interviews from creative types from throughout the world. Over the next few weeks, you're going to hear from a variety of wonderful scrapbookers, photographers, creative crafters, needleworkers. I hope you enjoy these interviews and if you want to hear more, you can sign up for True Scrap. Check it out at digitalscrapbookinghq.com slash truescrap3. Hi, I'm Melissa Shannon from digitalscrapbookinghq.com and today I'm joined by my friend Jen Weber from funkinweber.com and we're going to talk to you today a little bit about what's coming up for us and of course introduce you to Jen for those of you that don't know her. Jen is a creative type who's been stitching since she was about five years old and after her and her husband started designing cross-stitch patterns, they've been publishing them and they've launched their own website, bunkandweather.com, a couple of years back. So I'd just like to welcome Jen, who is coming to us from lovely Hawaii. Hi, Jen. Indeed. Hi, Melissa. Yes, it is quite lovely here. Very green and very warm, very different from my usual Alaska. <laughs> yes, well, you're certainly not close to home right now. <laughs> well, not too far, though, really. No, no. I guess you're still wet, a little bit further west than usual. <laughs> Correct. Uh, well, it's great to talk to you um, today. And for those of um, people who are listening today that haven't heard of you, um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what your creative passions and pursuits are? <laughs> sure. Well, I live in Alaska and I have been crafting and creating ever since I was a young kid. Uh, my mm. parents were very creative people. My mother used to to organize a craft show um, where, where all sorts of artisans from all over the community and all over the country would come to sell their wares. I began my needlework career, well, I began stitching when I was five years old, but there was a period in high school and college where I really didn't do much embroidery. I did do some sewing. I've always sewn some clothes here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I began winter caretaking in Alaska, which is taking care of remote lodges during the long Alaskan winters. And during that time, I had all kinds of entertainment time on my hands that I needed to fill. And I tended to do a lot of embroidery while Mike read to me. And that's where I began designing. I had a picture of Mike's, a picture of Denali, the highest mountain in North America, that I wanted to stitch. Mm. And I took that out with me one winter. I printed the picture that he had taken. I drew it, I colored it with colored pencils on graph paper, and then I put symbols in all these tiny little blocks. And from that, I went and stitched the piece. Now, Mike made fun of me this whole time. He thought it was a very (laughs) tedious and ridiculous thing to do. But he was so impressed with what it looked like in the end that he turned around and began designing too. He had a picture of a doll sheep that he just, I don't know why he picked up that one in particular, but he picked that up and he sketched that out and graphed it for me and I stitched it and he was very excited and the next thing I knew he stitched us he drew he designed a sampler wow um, 
yeah, that was pretty impressive. He is not actually a fan of traditional needlework samplers, and that's why he wanted to create his own. He always thought it was kind of silly that we were stitching the alphabet and numbers over and over again. He didn't understand that. Mm. So he made his own alphabet with outdoor-related activities, and uh, that's still we, – we still call that the quintessential Funkenweber Designs piece. Mm. Um, that's the great that's the great outdoors, and it, it's a terrific piece. We love it. Um, I probably will never stitch it again, but we had a lot of fun making that up. Mm. And once we began designing for ourselves, people started asking us if we would provide them with the pattern. So mm. that's what got us into publishing and selling our patterns wholesale. All right. So that's quite a turnaround from the uh, <laughs> from the sort of skepticism to designing his own pattern. So it must be something. <laughs> yep, something you really. Yeah, it really is. And uh, he has an artistic side to him that didn't have an outlet prior mm. to that. His parents and his family kept telling me how artistic he was in school, but I had never seen him draw so much as a smiley face. <laughs> yeah. So it was really it was really interesting to see him sort of, well, blossom um, with the graph paper and being able to design on graph paper. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So you've sort of taken up, um, you know, from there with your with your business. And so, what do you? Um, so you sell wholesale, you were saying, and then you also have a store on your website. Yes, we have in the past year just begun to sell retail as well from the website. Um, mm. Yeah, number of shops in the U.S. has decreased significantly since we, since we started doing this, and I had been having customers call me and say, I don't have a local shop. Where can I get your patterns? And it just it just seemed like a good time for us to make those available online. Mm. Well, certainly. And everyone can um, check those out at funkenweber.com. And I'll have a link to your website in the post that um, goes along with this interview. So if people are interested, they can head over. That so, would be terrific. <laughs> you and I are doing something very special coming up. We're, we're combining our love of, well, your love of needlework and my love of Photoshop and I guess presenting a webinar, which is some, something that I haven't seen done before in this sort of area. We're looking at how we can actually improve the photographs that we already can take of our creations and make them, you know, look the best that they can look. So, well, you know, I'm really excited about this too. I did a survey of my Needlework Nutshell readers a couple of months ago, and I learned from that that more than 80% of the people who responded to that survey are either in the craft industry or want to be in the craft industry, in the business. Mm. And that was a surprise to me. I have been, you know, for years I've been getting business-related questions from my readers, but I had no idea that so many were involved in the business side of the industry. Mm. So everybody seems to want help either starting their business or improving their business. And that's something we as a craft community can provide each other. Mm. Um, photo manipulation is something we all need to be able to do. Everybody is going to need to have their photos online. And of course, the photos of our work, of our crafts, never, ever, ever do justice to the actual 
no. to the actual works in person. But we have to have that online presence anyway, whether it's on Etsy, whether it's on our own websites or a, you know, a magazine's website, or if it's on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, any of those things. We are going to be sharing images of our work online. So we really need to be able to make them as good as possible. Mm. Um, needleworkers, we don't, we don't have that those skills it's not that's not part of our range so when i got involved when i met you and i got involved with this whole digital scrapbooking world mm. it was just a no brainer at that point you know digital scrapbookers can help us needleworkers with our images and i think you're the perfect person to get us started well thanks i totally agree i mean i've been working with photoshop and, and helping i mean I actually had a, a a customer myself who wanted me to specifically help her with her photographs of her scrapbook layouts, her paper ones that were, you know, they just didn't look as beautiful as she wanted them to look. And after I sort of spent time helping her, I was like, this would apply to so many more areas of craft and creative, you know, photography, especially where you're doing something like, um, you know, your samplers or whatever where you, you, the whole point of it is that it looks, you know, beautifully square and the colours are vibrant and, and all that sort of thing. So I'm excited to share with everyone too. <laughs> yes, I, I think that uh, beyond even just the embroidery that I do, I think mm. certainly your needle pointers, your knitters, your crocheters, the whole, um, I'm part of the National Needle Arts Association here in the U.S. and I will be letting everybody know that, hey, here's somebody who can help us with our digital images. Mm. Um, I think this is relevant to all of us crafters and it's terrific to reach out to another crafter to learn this. Mm. Yes, for sure. And I think what everyone will be surprised about is how simple like how some of the techniques are really simple and they can make, you know, a big difference. I guess it's the 80-20 rule, you know, being able right. to do a couple of small things will dramatically improve how beautiful your your work looks. I mean, right. <laughs> we all know we spend hours on these creative projects. We want them to look their best. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm looking forward to learning too. This is something I've been doing this for 12 years now and, Oi, Mike is actually a photographer, but he's a nature and wildlife photographer, not a studio photographer. Mm -hmm. And we tend to wait. We we tend to wait for the perfect day, and then we take our work outside and set it up in natural light, mm -hmm. which is what he knows how to work with. And then yes. we pretend it's you know we pretend it's a moose, so we pretend it's a caribou and take <laughs> pictures of it. Um, so, but and I and I have been manipulating photos with photo editing software for a number of years. But I tend to do the same things, and I don't know. I think I need to work harder on it. I've given you some some of my um, some of my worst pictures, <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to learning how to make them look as as good as you have made them. Mm. Well, it'll be it's certainly great, and that's that's the beauty of it. We can take the worst and, and get something that actually looks quite decent at the end of it. That's terrific, and if you, I, I have no shortage of really horrible pictures, so. <laughs> If you ever need extras, you know where to come get them. <laughs> so I've recently been doing a, a, a series of interviews with all sorts of um, creative and, and crafty people from around the, the world, really. And I've been asking all of them for a, a tip or um, an inspiration point that they can share. So, Jen, I'd love to invite you to 
share with us something that that you'd love the creative people listening to um to hear okay well let's see creative tips um I have a couple standard ones that I give out. The first one being get off of Facebook, get off of Twitter, get off of Pinterest, and make time to create. That's a big one. I'm mm-hmm. certainly preaching to myself as much as I am to anyone else. Um, time is always an issue. So if we can give up some of those things, um, we, we, we can do a lot more creating. And also I tell people all the time to not be afraid of messes and mistakes. I think some of the greatest things I've ever done have come out of messes and mistakes. Mm. So those are my two generic tips for pretty much anybody in the creative world. (laughs) Oh, for sure. That's, That's so true, though. I mean, being afraid of mistakes, I think, often stops us from experimenting or even starting something new because, you know, even if we set aside the time, we sort of sit there and like, hmm you know, do I want to take this risk? <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, yes, I think that's most people's problem with creativity is just not starting and being afraid of, of messing up and, and making a mess or making a mistake. And honestly, one of the great things when you have that, when you have that concern, grab a kid and sit down with a kid and that kid is going to show you the way really, mm-hmm. um, way to get started and way not to be afraid Kids are great crafting partners. Mm. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have one right there to help yes, you. Yes, I have one right on hand. Who's very handy. The other day, mm-hmm. she was advising me on my drawing that dogs need lots of legs so they don't fall over. <laughs> what so a we great had, idea! <laughs> we had to add a couple of extra legs to our dogs. <laughs> That's terrific. That's see, see. Now that's just something that you wouldn't have gotten from anybody over the age of, you know, eight or so. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. What a terrific example. That's great. <laughs> so, um, while we've got you here, I'd love for you to share with everyone who's listening today um, what's coming up for you in the last, uh, in the next couple of months. Um, Okay, well, right now at the Stitchers Village, I have my Bookmarks 101 class taking place. That's Bookmarks 101, Simple, mm-hmm. Smart, and Swanky Finishes. This is uh, this has become one of my specialties in the past few years is creative finishing of embroidery products or projects. Mm-hmm. And right now at the Stitchers Village, that's stitchersvillage.com, I have that class running. So anybody who's interested in joining me for that can access it through the Stitchers Village. You do have to be a member of the village to take the class, but membership is free. So that's uh, a really easier, really easy hurdle to get over. Mm. Um, also, of course, is our webinar um, here on fixing photos, your best photo forward. Mm. Well, that's obviously going to be really exciting as well. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, coming up on March 20th, and I have a blog post all about that um, at funkinweber.com. Well, I'll certainly link everyone up to those to those events, and for more information about you, I'll I'll have some links to your website as well. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jen. It's been really fun to chat and I hope that everyone is sort of inspired to take another look at their um, 
creative projects and and come along to our webinar and learn how to make your photographs beautiful, <laughs> as beautiful as your artwork. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. And I'm going to, one of the bonuses when you sign up for this class, I'm going to be giving my top 10 ideas for using photos of our crafts in other ways, in, in creative and memory-saving ways. And I'm really excited about that too. So Hmm. Come on over. I think we're going to have a lot of fun, and I think this can lead to a lot of really interesting, creative things. Mm, absolutely. This is this is just step one. <laughs> step one of the process. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yes. All right. Well, it's been lovely to speak to you today, and thank you for your time. And for anyone who is interested in learning more about the webinar with Jen and me, head to digital scrapbooking hq.com slash best photo if you've enjoyed hearing from jen weber today i know you'll love our best photo forward webinar we're going to help you take the lackluster photos of your creations and turn them into something that reflects the true beauty of your needlework scrapbook pages or your craft projects register today for just forty dollars at digitalscrapbookinghq.com slash best photo. I hope to see you there.